Welcome back to We're Talking Shift podcast, and we're just going to dive right into part two of the episode that we started last week with Jordan River talking about Lifebook. So let's go. If you're not failing, you're not trying enough. You're not trying often enough. If you're not failing, it, I mean, as you know, as you know, Jordan, anybody that has had any measure of big success or is super happy has has lots of stories of when they when they failed and they had to, you know, they had to dust themselves off and patch up their bruises and cuts and scars. And yeah, they failed their way all the way to their idea of happiness and success. hundred percent. And and that's what you need to do. Now I will say there's one caveat. Sometimes the perpetual failure, uh, like sometimes you know that it's not right. Maybe you're really good at something and you're still at that point, if, if there's real perpetual failure and perpetual disappointment, you may want to examine your limiting beliefs at that point. You may be holding yourself back there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You may want to connect, connect more deeply with your purpose. Those are two ways that you may uh, untether yourself from some things that might be holding you back. But other than that, we call it variance in the poker world. There's chances out there. If you're going to start a business, like you said, the probability is that business will fail. It's more likely that it fails than not. But you know what? You get out there, you, you throw your punches, you do the best you can. And when you lay your head on the pillow at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for is, is did I do the best I can and did I learn? Yeah, you need to be willing to take risks and and be okay with the outcome for sure. Um, what about... What about, um, God, I just wanted to ask you something about that before I lost it. And I think it's We could talk gone. forever, Lori. We'll just stay on the phone all night. We could, <laughs> we could chat like a uh, couple of teenagers all night, I feel. That's <laughs> <laughs> so definitely true. Um, okay, it'll come back to me in a minute, and then I'll just like throw it out there randomly. Okay, so here's my next question while I'm waiting for that thought to float back into my brain. Um, would you tell people that their life visions need to be something huge and grand? You know, I want to change the world. I want to, you know, build a city. Or I think some people might wonder if their ideas are just maybe too small or simple. What, what do you have to say to, about that? Your, your, your life vision have to be grand or life changing, uh, world changing. Absolutely not. I, I think after much study, as I said before, referring back to some of the greatest thinkers in mankind, it comes down to eudaimonia. It comes down to happiness. And, you know, there's actually pretty good argument for the other direction, Lori. Um, like I said, the, the things that really contribute to that lasting happiness are things like cultivating close relationships, living a healthy lifestyle, lots of relaxation. That's, that's actually really counterintuitive to the achievement-based societies out there, like the one that I live in here, here in America, an achievement-based society, 100%. That's how we measure your value. What did you do? How much money you got in the bank? That's an achievement-based society. Um, but there's actually some pretty good evidence that you should go the other way and focus on, you know, the free things in life, enjoying the sunset and, and, and things like that. That being said, I believe, now this is my personal belief, that some people have a gene in them or several different subsects of these genes where they will not be truly fulfilled or truly happy unless they have some sort of grand achievement. Mm-hmm. Um, you see it in all sorts of different people, athletes, competitors of all kinds, broadcasters mm-hmm. like yourself, Lori, 
uh, like if you were stranded on a desert island, you'd probably be playing radio, like talking into a coconut. There's some <laughs> gene right. inside of you that says, I, I want people to hear my voice. I want as many people to hear my voice as possible. How can I get this number up to where more people hear my voice? You ever think about how strange that is, Lori? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> You're right. So that's, that's your version of fulfillment. I believe it's like hardwired. I think you were born with that. I think I was born with that. I think it's just a, some sort of gene. And mm-hmm. there are some people out there that really need to have some sort of extraordinary achievements to achieve that eudaimonia, that underlying satisfaction. So you need to decide what it is for you. Is it just the slow life, gardening, spending time with your kids, spending time with your grandkids? My God, what could be better than that? Um, or maybe that's not to you. I mean, for me, I, I got, I need to win a world series of poker bracelet before I die. I have to do that. That <laughs> right. yeah. needs to happen. I don't know why it just does. And I'm not going to be satisfied until it does. So mm-hmm. like you said, comparison is the enemy. Mm-hmm. No one else has the secret to your life. You know, you know, deep in your heart, if you let go of your trauma, if you let go of your expectations and all the baggage and just really listen to your heart and let yourself float towards what you want, like a, like a divining rod, you know, deep in your yeah. heart, that's where you're going to find your answers to what your extraordinary life is. What that means to you. Don't let anyone's expectations change that big, small, let those ad- adjectives go. It's all about achieving eudaimonia success yeah. at life. I, it, you that's know, how I feel. I love that. Eudaimonia is a term I had not heard before. So I have made a note to investigate that after we are done today. That is really interesting. Um, And I wanted to talk for a minute about what people think of when they think of happiness. And I think um, it's one of the reasons that the que- one of the questions um, as you go through Lifebook is in each category is thinking about, you know, what your purpose is. Because, you know, if you're, if you're most people's purpose for, you know, what they want out of life um, is because ultimately they think it's going to, you know, bring them closer to happiness and a, in a pain-free life, right? Pain, emotional pain, physical pain, you know, nobody wants pain. We all want, we want our idea of pleasure. Um, So happiness. A very important word you just used. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want, I think it's important for people to know, and we can talk about this for a minute. You know, you have to figure out what your definition for happiness is, what your definition for fulfillment is. And also understanding that when we say, you know, happiness and fulfillment, that is not the same as talking about the, the feeling of being happy all day, every day. I mean, when you, yeah, yeah. It's not like, you know, people that are living the life book lifestyle and have it all together. It doesn't mean that they don't ever have other emotions, that they're just going around, you know, giddy 24-7. It's, this is not the same thing. So I thought it would yeah. be interesting to just get, you know, a little, have people understand the difference there. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's, this is a whole deep area of study and we actually have a a wonderful language, the English language with so many great adjectives, such a deep uh, uh, form of expression, but we don't spend any time on this in school talking about emotional intelligence, talking about emotional communication relationships. My God, how well would it serve our young people if we just taught them how to explore this sort of stuff? Mm -hmm. What do we do? We settle on one thing, happiness. Well, are you happy? What does that word even mean? I don't Mm -hmm. even, 
happy happiness is maybe the broadest version of all those words. So what I, what I would recommend, like you said, definitely get clear on what makes you feel better, what makes you feel happy and do more of those things. That's a great way to be happier. But I would also say, focus on all the different types, expand your vocabulary, expand your emotional vocabulary. Sure. We can, we can do more things that bring us joy, right? Joy is a good one. You, you can instill joy. I, I love to go down, uh, take a walk through the woods down by the pond. I'll feel joy and, and peace and tranquility almost every time. Th- those are great. Satisfaction. Mm-hmm. That's one we brought up. Satisfaction. That's the one that triggers me, Lori. Uh, mm-hmm. Satisfaction. I, I need to work on something for a year, two years, four years, and then look down on it and go, oh yeah, four years. That's a deep sense. That's not the same as joy not close to the same as joy. I might not even be smiling. Um, but that is, that is the same subsect of happiness. That is, that is one of the subsects of eudaimonia. Um, bliss. Awe. Awe is a wonderful one to feel. Here's what gets us in trouble. You use the word pleasure. Pleasure is what comes from our reptilian brain, right? Pleasure Mm -hmm. is Oh, oh, this berry is sweet. I want to eat as much of it as I can because it's only in season for a rare amount of time. And now yeah. that translates to us in front of a package of donuts. And we're going, oh, this donut is sweet. My, my brain is telling me pleasure. Eat as much as I can. Are you kidding me? Right. That's not a good path. That's not a good path. Not, that doesn't right. mean all pleasure is bad, but that reptilian, that's what got us here, is that left-brained reptilian pleasure-seeking device. And we need to overrule that. We need to overrule that by using our intellect to explore these ideas and decide what version of happiness we want, you know, yeah. fulfillment, yeah. satisfaction, love. Oh, oh my God, love. That's, that's maybe the best one. You need another person there, but uh, what could be better than that? That is really what you should be seeking. Not so much the, the pleasure side of things. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure doesn't end up good. Yeah. And, and I think to your point, it's really about learning to master that aspect of yourself. It doesn't, yeah, you know, it does, It doesn't mean you can't eat an occasional donut, but if you're eating, you know, if you're eating six donuts a day or the equivalent of, then you may have some work to do. You're, <laughs> somebody if I, if I ate as many donuts as my brain tried to convince me to eat, <laughs> it would be good. It wouldn't you be good. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not good at all. So, yeah, you really, there's an aspect of ourselves uh, that we need to learn to master. S- um, somebody's got to be in control, and it cannot be the the egoic, um, strictly pleasure-seeking self, or, you know, chaos ensues, right? <laughs> well, yeah, you, you do have to master, and that, that's, that's going to take work. That's going to take training. I mean, yeah. that's why Lifebook rings true to people who've tried a lot of different stuff. There's a lot of gurus who get up on stage and they say, I'm going to tell you one thing and you're going to walk out of here and you're going to be changed. And a lot of the time, what they give you is actually really powerful and really useful. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't done the deep work that you're mm-hmm. really looking for, the stuff that only you can author yourself, you're going to feel like you kind of left a little empty handed. Yes. That's what's incredible about Lifebook is you have to write these answers. You have to do the hard work. And that attracts a certain type of person that attracts someone who's done all the work and hasn't been satisfied. So now they're ready to do the hard work. And that's why I recommend uh, actually goes through Lifebook are, are those who are going to stick to it and uh, are ready for a life changing ride. Yeah. And I think, too, it takes a I think it takes an element of fearlessness, because when you decide to go on this path of 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 
sincere, deep personal growth, personal development, um, that means you have to take responsibility for yourself, where you're at, where you're going, how you behave in the world, you know, how you are in relationship to everyone and everything. So glad you said that, Laura. Yeah, and shirk responsibility at any turn. And you're right. This this disallows that. Right. You you have to be responsible. And people, you know, a lot of people don't, they don't want to take responsibility for where they're at. They would rather, you know, say it's the fault of so-and-so or, you know, the (laughs) whatever, our our political system or the economy or, you know, their ex or parents or whatever, the neighbor, it could be anybody. Exactly. Anything. My genes, you know, it's so, so so you really, yeah, it's true. So you have to be willing to take responsibility for yourself, where you're at and where you're going. And that's not an easy thing for a lot of people to do, especially if, if that's even something that has never even been taught to them. I mean, there are a lot of people that, don't even grow up, they don't grow up in an environment that has taught them that they need to take responsibility for things um, when it comes to their own yeah. actions and behaviors. And so they don't even, it's just not even a concept to them that they can wrap their heads around. So it's its a learning curve and then a willingness to step up and, you know, take a swing at your own life rather than just, you know, tripping through it by default and kind of just seeing where the chips, you know, fall. Well, it's sad that there are so many people tripping through life. And I, I think it's exactly what you just said, which is our, our, I try not to slam our public edu- education system too hard because I really could. But, but Oh, I do all the time. System, it's okay. <laughs> it, 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 it really fails at a couple of things. It yeah. fails at health and fitness. It fails at money. And it fails at relationships. And when you turn 18, what are you expected to do? You're expected to go get a job and start earning money on, by, uh, on your own. Well, you didn't learn anything about that. You're expected to start uh, cultivating relationships with bosses, coworkers, maybe a significant other, and eventually a spouse. Didn't learn anything about that. You're expected to, to show up and, and be somewhat functional and healthy. Oh, my gosh. You were mm-hmm. served prison food in public school. Don't get me started on that. PE mm-hmm. is a joke. So Lifebook is really making up for all of that. This it is, is. The education on how to do life. If, if you are having trouble with structural organization, if you're having trouble with competence, this is an incredible program for you because you're right. No one's teaching this unless you're one of the lucky people to have heard of Joel Wade and follow his show. Then you're on your own. What are you, who are you looking up to? There's mm-hmm. no one out there teaching this stuff. Um, so, so Lifebook is really filling what I feel is an incredible need in, in the evolution of our of our species really an evolution of our awareness and our consciousness yeah sounds kind of kind of heady but i mean it no it's true though and jordan what you said about the schools is is so smart because that's that was what i was complaining about when my children were going to school and i'm pretty sure that they're probably about the same age as you my my kids are now in their middle 30 mid 30s and it was always one of my biggest complaints about school was why are we why are we spending so much time on this stuff and not any time on the things that you need to learn to go out and successfully have a good chance of successfully making your way in the world. Um, 
I think that things like personal development, self-improvement, life book, what you're doing here, I think it should be mandatory taught in school starting at about (laughs) age 11, you know? Um, I appreciate that. No, and it's true. I mean, it's one of one of the things that I have thought about for a long, long time. And I'm just wondering why. Well, I I don't wonder why, because I know why. So I know why they don't in the public education system. So that's a whole other podcast that we probably shouldn't go (laughs) should go down that dangerous path right now. But um, (laughs) you're getting me in trouble. Uh, yeah, nah, me too. All of a sudden, we'll be like, wait, wait, my podcast disappeared from all the apps and the platforms. What? What? Ha- I've been silenced. <laughs> anyway, um, but that thought that had left my mind a few minutes back came back, and I wanted to touch on it real quick. Um, and it 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 was uh, tied in with failing repeatedly, um, and being, and also ties in with being responsible. And I, I'm, I think, I'm an expert at that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, oh, I failed so many times. I should be brilliant by now. right? <laughs> but I, I guess I still have a few more to go. So I'm working my way up the brilliant ladder. But um, but failing repeatedly to your point about, you know, if it's something that's happening over and over and over, especially with the same type of initiative, um, yeah, it could be some limiting beliefs that you need. And sometimes people, you know, we, it's okay to go out and get some help. That's what, that's what coaches and therapists and, you know, are are there for get, don't, you know, don't be shy. Go see a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. If if you have a limiting belief problem, go see Lion Goodman, go, go look up, uh, Katie Byron, Marissa Sear. Lion Goodman is, is really, is really my go-to source. I, I feel that his work resonates with me personally the most, but I feel that his is the most, educated, I I guess you could say, but all of those options are incredible. Whoever resonates with you the most. Yeah. So do that. Check out, um, you know, you just might need somebody to help you kind of dig those beliefs up and, um, you know, replace them with some new ones that serve you better. And the other thing is, yeah. And the other thing where that, where responsibility ties into that is you have to be willing to look at yourself and go, you know, maybe this isn't so much about the, um, you know, some bad decisions that I keep making over and over. Maybe this is just about me having to shore up my skill sets. Maybe I just need to take responsibility to see where I'm dropping the ball. And maybe I need to do some work here and just, you know, learn a little bit more. Um, because, you know, you just might, you just might have some, some gaps to fill there that are simply a matter of, of up leveling, you know, your, your skills and your, your education that would lend itself better to whatever it is, you know, you're trying to be successful at. So, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to come back around and make those two points. I, I, I think that the lifebook process really highlights that because what, what the lifebook process is going to do is show what category those leaks in your game, if you will, it's going to show exactly where they are. Um, and they might not be where you expect. Like you said, it could be as simple as, oh, I, I'm, I need more skills. I need a better skill set, a better education. I can see that my career category is suffering um, because I don't have the, the education. I don't have, have the skill set. Or it could be a little bit more insidious than that. It could be your health and fitness is holding you back and you didn't mm-hmm. even really realize until you stopped and, and thought about it. It could be that your character is holding, your, holding you back. And mm-hmm. maybe when you look at yourself objectively, your integrity isn't on point between mm-hmm. the things that you're thinking, saying, and doing. Yeah. Holy cow, what an incredible difference that can make in a, in a business relationship, in, in the long-term business success or, or, or any sort of career success. 
having yeah. integrity. So I, I think that the 12 categories is, is a good way to identify those leaks and also a good way to show where, where the strengths are, where things are being lifted up and where things need work. Totally. Alignment with all of these areas in your life is key. What you're, what you're thinking, what you're doing and what's coming out of your mouth have got to be in alignment. That's, and this, this process helps you, helps you figure that out and see where you're not in alignment and then, you know, Absolutely. figure out. Yeah. That's what yeah, it's, it's about. Yeah. It's so important. It's so key to success, you guys. Um, so what advice, Jordan, would you have for the person that is really just starting down this path of personal growth and development? Um, they're trying to improve themselves. Uh, what is this a good thing for them to dive right into? Or do you think there's some other like warm up stuff they should do first? Lifebook is good for anyone. You're, if this sounds interesting to you, you're good to go. Jump yeah. into the next um, to the next class. I, I would say anyone can can jump into Lifebook. But where to start in general? I would say if you're already willing to do the personal development, you have some sort of semblance of self love, and I think that that's a huge step. As sad as that sounds, a lot of people uh, struggle with self love, and maybe they don't even think they deserve to to improve. So I already want you to pat yourself on the back for loving yourself enough to improve. That's how we improve ourselves. That's how we improve our society and move forward. So, so first I commend you start with self-love and start with the beliefs. Again, honestly, I think that's the one huge benefactor from Lifebook is if your beliefs are on point, when you're going into the program, you're going to have an accelerated experience. Um, It's not going to hold you back in any way if you just dive right into Lifebook, but look into Katie Byron's a great place to start. I think her, her work is called the work. Uh, Yes. Um, Marissa Peer is a, is a, is a mind Valley speaker. She's a belief specialist. And then some, she's mm -hmm. maybe, God, I I interviewed her for emotional months. She's incredible. She's one of the smartest people I've ever spoken to. So check out Marissa Peer and finally Lion Goodman. Lion as in the animal Goodman is the belief specialist. Um, and then from there, if you have the self love and your beliefs are in order, it's just about crafting your life vision guys, craft that life vision and don't compromise. I guess that's my, that's my final words of advice is don't compromise on anything. When you're crafting your life vision, especially when you're trying to decide what you want, what would be ideal, ask for everything. Don't compromise. If you're looking for a a new spouse, ask for everything and envision every little, just a hundred percent. And what might not be that, but it's going to be better than you could have imagined because you shot so high, if that makes any sense. So that's my final, final advice is dive into it and don't compromise. I think that is really good advice. And I'll tell you what, you guys, um, when I did my first vision board, which is kind of like the, you know, the kindergarten version of Lifebook um, in 1987, um, we were, uh, uh, I was, had only been married a couple of years. We had two babies, two, two young ones. And, um, and I just, and we had, we had like nothing. We were struggling to pay our rent of $350 a month. All right. So, 
I made this vision board and I literally had to, you know, go into the arts and crafts uh, section of the kids' bedroom and pull out some of their, <laughs> some of their paper and some crayons and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> and I put together this vision board and I did exactly what you just said. I didn't compromise. I just, I put my four categories that were very important to me and it was more of a family based vision board. It wasn't just specifically for me at the time. Um, but, um, I, I did just that. I thought really big. I'm like, I want, you know, I, I want these things materialistically. And they were big things, uh, like most people would want. And then I also had, you know, the things that were just like, I want my family to always remain healthy and close and, you know, those types of things, um, my spiritual relationship, that kind of thing. So it wasn't just material things, but it was, it was all of it. It was huge. And at that time, um, you know, I had no idea how that was ever going to happen. I just like, this is what I'm doing. So this is what I want. And, and I will tell you that, you know, everything, and then I tucked it away. I blessed it and I put it, and I put it away. Some people like to leave them out and look at them. I, I tucked mine away because it was in my head. I didn't need to see it every day. It was what I was focusing on. And, and I pulled it out a couple of years later, um, when we moved and had moved twice and some, you know, a little time had gone by and I kid you not, you know, everything on the board came to pass and in a big way, even more. And so th- I was like, wow, this is, you know, this is pretty flipping awesome. I better make a new board, you know, because <laughs> this one's checked. Everything's, ch- every box is checked. So when, when listeners, when, when Jordan says don't compromise, uh, I, I say, absolutely, do not compromise. Think about the things, but think about these things in a meaningful way, not just, oh, it would be fun too. But I mean, the things that are really calling, I think, deeply to you, that you really would would like to spend time, you know, in this way of doing your life. That's that's what I would add to that. Absolutely. Uh, I, think, I think, you know, deep down, go, go, with, go with your heart. That's, that's yeah. really what will lead you. Not, not that left-brained pleasure, yeah. pleasure, pleasure center. Go with what you know is right. What, what a life is that you could be proud of. That's really what I like to aim for. I love that. And the last note on that is if you are somebody that has already been in this space, you know, if you're a, I don't care if you're a master life coach, um, if you haven't done this yet, I would bet large sums of money that if you go through this, you will absolutely add things to your life and and think about things in a in a added way. I guess there's just added benefit. There's just so much more. If you think you've already done this and you think you're already like a master manifester and all that stuff, I'm telling you that there's, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. There's so much more. It is. It is vision boarding on steroids, you guys. So check I mean, it out. We just did an hour and I gave you some of the core concepts of Lifebook, but the Lifebook program and the Lifebook community goes so much further. There are, there are yeah. deep, deep dive meditations. There's a mastery program after graduation that helps you use your Lifebook to, to the fullest effect. There's the Lifebook membership, which I'm the, so blessed to be the content creator for. There's the Lifebook community accountability groups. It is insane. You got to check out what we're doing mindvalley.com slash lifebook. Just find us everywhere, anywhere, get in on the program, get on the quest, however you want to do it. I can't wait to uh, help you guys strengthen your 12 categories and achieve your dream life. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Is there anything else? What about um, the podcast? It is, it is uh, life. Oh, yeah. just so the many life- podcasts. 
yeah, yeah. So, so share so share whatever else. Is, sure, sure. Yeah, the Lifeboat Podcast is for the membership program. So we're diving in for members after they can after their graduation, they continue into the membership. But everyone listening can listen whatever you're listening to now, Spotify or iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever. You will be able to find the Mastering Happiness Podcast with with Dr. Joel Wade. Everyone should be subscribed to that episode. It's practical, applicable tools for a happier, healthier life. The Mastering Happiness Podcast, available everywhere. And then make sure you're subscribed to the Coffee, Health, and Science Podcast. We don't just talk coffee. Uh, we talk everything. Longevity, health and fitness, exercise, um, biology. I- I'm, I'm speaking with Dr. Sanjeev Chopra, who is the ongoing dean of education at Harvard Medical later today about cancer and cancer prevention. I love what I'm doing over there. You guys got to subscribe to the Coffee, Health, and Science podcast, also available everywhere. Awesome, and i i can't um, I can't say anything more wonderful about that than what I already have. It's a fantastic podcast, and I love the Coffee, Health, and Science podcast. It's it's amazing <laughs> the stuff. It's so amazing. I'm addicted to it. I love it. Um, all right. So there you have it, everyone. Jordan, this was awesome. This was a ton of good stuff. And as yeah. always, it was just a joy to have you on. And thank you so much again for the time. No problem. We're just getting started. Call me back anytime. I, you know I will. Thank you. <laughs> Take care, <laughs> thank, Lori. Thanks, Jordan. Bye-bye. You guys, when I say excellent information, I really, really mean it. All of you manifestors and vision boarders and law of attraction mindset kind of people, this is next level shift. I'm not kidding. If you're new to this kind of thinking and even just a little interested in your own growth and shaping your future, I really encourage you to look into Lifebook. Trust me, it is a game changer. So thank you, everybody, for hanging out with me and Jordan today. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't yet. And it would mean a lot to me if you would take just one quick minute to rate this episode if you found it valuable. Also, don't be greedy and keep all of this great information to yourselves. Please help spread this good shift around by sharing it with your friends. Until next week, stay feisty, my friends, and go make some epic shift happen in your life. You too, Mr. Gary Vee.